What's up, listeners? It is Super Bowl week. Coin and I are going to plan an incredible parade for each team so that they can celebrate in style. It is our last episode of The Bookie Show, so it is time for a prop bet extravaganza. Lastly, we'll play Stumptown, and then we out. Let's do it. Mmm. That, my friends, is the sound of a couple crisp beers being cracked. And this is the sound of your favorite podcast, The Rookie Show. Hey-o. Oh, yeah, I had to take another sip. Welcome back, everybody, to The Rookie Show. I am one of your hosts, Travis Knoll. Mm-hmm. Joining me as per usual, Mr. 503. Coin don't like girls. Coin likes cars and money. Mmm. That's good. A what up coin. Man, I miss Taco John's in Montana. I could really go for some potato no lays. A what up? No. Is Taco John's like what's the widespread reach of Taco John's? I don't know. Pretty pretty hard Midwesty. I think it's Is like it? uh, up and down, maybe Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, probably. Is it is there any in uh uh Illinois? I don't think so. And I wouldn't consider any of those states you listed Midwest. They're still kind of northwest. That's Not like Pacific yeah, mountain mountain range I mountain think, region. I guess I feel like it's like Washington and Oregon are Pacific Northwest, and then the ones you listed are just the Northwest kind of. It's like it's like mountain region. Yeah. So right, maybe it's I meant I meant further like so like just down like the Rockies kind of like into New Mexico and Arizona ish. Mm. Okay, maybe? could be. Yeah. Taco John's Olays. Um, how you doing, Coin? Doing good, Noel. Feeling great. I uh, didn't get super trashed any of the nights this week, so I don't really, I'm not really hungover. Feels oh, good. Okay. Gotta say. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, what are you drinking this evening? Noel, this evening I have for you a Red Hook Storm Surge Hazy IPA. It is, in fact, a trans can again. Oh, wow. It is a nice, tall, yeah. white can. Just got the nice, um, like a turquoise-ish wood-backed label kind of in there with the Red Hook logo and then a, um, an octopus kind of peering over the top. Looks like he's tearing it apart. It's a nice can. I really like the can. It really stood out yeah. to me. I would mm-hmm. give it a, I'd give it a 10. A 10? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Wait, so it's not the label though, you said? No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's printed on the can. It's good stuff. This is this high quality shit Okay. Right Have you had this before, this beer? I don't think so. On this pod or just in general? No, just in general. I don't think I have, but it's, it's quite lovely. I mean, it's a hazy. It's not much to look, dislike. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. I'm glad to hear it. I mm-hmm. was able to take a page out of your book, and I bought, found some individual beers. They are not trans. They are just 16 nice. ounces. But I, did, I found a bunch of them, so I just bought three. So it will probably be the next three uh, pod beers. Okay. Okay. I have for you from Moore Brewing Company which is from Villa Park, Illinois, which is where Katie used to live when she was going to school here. This is a blueberry double marbles milkshake style double India pale ale with blueberry Mm. and vanilla. So I think the I've had kind of two semi-recently of these milkshake style IPAs. First one I had was at that Zoo Brews thing I did, and Mm -hmm, I loved mm -hmm. it. And then I had one semi-recently on the pod, did not love it. This right. one, I can tell you, 
It was really good. Yeah, really good. you look like you're enjoying it. Again, I think you probably can only drink one, but I really like it. It's got an interesting can, too. So there's like a four-armed, like, meditating creature, but he has a blueberry for a head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then there's a bunch of marbles hovering around him, like, orbiting him, almost. Yeah, so I like that. Good label. Cool it is a label, sadly, but uh, it's it's a really fun, fun take on meditating meditating blueberry guys right people not enough people talking about the meditating blueberry community no not at all very acai of that blueberry you mm. know indeed indeed <laughs> i've never heard that used as an adjective but yes mm-hmm. um so you didn't get trashed this weekend but any any beers of note um great beers all around so ended dry january pretty effectively i will say i think i had drinks every night after i broke dry january good <laughs> like good. i drank at least a little bit each each night yeah um so just kind of those in general but then saturday we went out and i don't know if you've had to do much like couch shopping sectional shopping it fucking sucks it takes forever sectional sex sectional yeah exactly nice. you get it. um but we finally decided on one saturday so um we came back had a couple drinks then went out and it was dumpling week here in portland and usually when it's dumpling week so we do Portland's a pretty big food city. They try to do a lot of like burger week, wing week, taco week, whatever. And they, a lot of uh, places that have that style of food will do um, deals and special styles of tacos or, or dumplings or anything like that. And then like the eater accounts will like post a map of where everything is and kind of give you a good idea of the best route. And usually we map it out a little better, but we were feeling kind of lazy, so we didn't do that. Which sucked because a lot of the places have kind of long wait times. And then we ended up just um, going over to this place just down the road from us. I've, I've seen it like a billion times. Always just walk by it. It's kind of funny. I think I sent a picture to you. It's just this huge logo outside of this old uh, Asian lady. And she looks kind of grumpy. And it's called Oma's Hideaway. And okay. um, the wait time there was like 45 minutes to an hour. So we're like, okay, well, let's just go sit at this bar. And so we went over there and I had a Manhattan and then I had an IPA and then I, uh, we got the text that our table was ready. So I downed the rest of Nikki's white wine and then we get to this restaurant and, uh, I'm like, Oh, I'll just do this. We chef. It's basically, you know, like an Asian take on a boiler maker. So it was the, uh, um, kind of Sapporo style. I'm trying to think of what the beer would be called. Um, we've definitely had it. It's just kind of like the most it would be like an Asian bush light, essentially, is what it is. Okay. And it was uh it's called the Wee Chef, but it's so it's that beer and then a shot of tequila with that, so I had that before dinner. Wow. And then I'm glad that we decided just to stay at this place because it may honestly have been my like best food experience in all of Portland so far. Holy cow. It was fucking awesome. It's like Malaysian shareable street food kind of stuff. Amazing. Uh I, I'm wondering how many weeks did they come up with before they got to dumpling week? Like is is dumplings? Is that just like one of the top six foods you have in Portland? I think that or they just like do it like they do. There's a lot of weeks, but I think they do styles of food that are easily shareable and like that come in like with multiple things. You know, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But well, they did do a burger week one time, and I did try like seven burgers that week. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd be into that for sure. Yeah, it was pretty tight. That's quite the assortment of drinks you had before dinner. I'm- Kind of disgusted. If I'm it's my honest. gift. It's my gift, man. It's uh, really my fatal flaw, honestly. Yeah. Nice. Anything else? What about you, know? Um, no, that's pretty much it. Had a few beers after golfing yesterday. It's been gorgeous here. No complaints at all. 
I bet but, you, you know. I know you had a big weekend. It was gorgeous where I was. I bet it was. I, as discussed, went to, uh, it was actually Carmel is the name of the town that Pebble Beach is in. You fly into Monterey, okay. but the town is called Carmel. Um, it was 65 and sunny for three days. Uh, Friday, went golfing and drank beers while golfing. Mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Friday night, had a bunch of bourbon because uh, I was with my Kentucky buddies, and they like bourbon. Uh, What's their bourbon of choice? Are they bullet guys? Uh, I don't actually know. We had whatever bourbon was in. So we were staying at another guy's parents' place. They own a place in Carmel. So it was whatever was in the cabinet. Uh, they had a liquor cabinet. Basically, the entire cabin was just full of alcohol and nothing else. Furniture and alcohol. So it was nice. It was a good time. Um, Saturday went to the event at Pebble Beach, the, the PGA tournament there. Um, highlights of that were, well, drinking beers on the course was fun. We had some high noons, too, because they had, like, a high noon stand. Um, but saw Bill Murray, like, as soon as we got there, Bill Murray, like, hit a ball, like, right in front of us. So we just waited, and he, like, walked up by the crowd and was, like, fist-pumping people and stuff. So he was mm-hmm. funny. My highlight, seeing my guy, Larry Fitzgerald, mm, who... Horse cock. I mentioned to Katie, he has the biggest butt that I've ever seen. Huge. The dude's Big dump butt. is gigantic. And like in yeah. football pants, you think, okay, it's just the tight football pants. And he's wearing golf pants. That thing's out there. Let me tell you. Is it? Oh, yeah. He rocking that thing? Bubble shaking butt. it around? Yeah. So Larry is obviously quite noticeable on a golf course because it's mm-hmm. mainly white people and he's got dreads mm-hmm. and he's just very noticeable. So we saw Larry like three or four times and we're like, dang, I, I hope we get to see Josh Allen because... Literally the most represented person at this tournament was Josh Allen. There was dozens of Josh Allen jerseys and Bill's hats and stuff, That's which sick. is crazy because you got these celebrities like Bill Murray and uh, I can't remember who else, other actors and stuff like that. So anyway, mm-hmm. come to realize when we're waiting on the 18th hole for uh, Larry's group to come down that Josh was golfing with Larry the whole time and we must have like looked right past him a dozen times, which is crazy because he's 6'5", but we managed to miss him. So on the 18th hole, Josh, on his like approach to the green, cranks one on top of the roof of the like grandstands, yeah. and it like falls off the roof into the crowd. So the crowd's like hovering around his ball, and as he's approaching it, the the guards are trying to push people away, and Josh just reaches down and chucks it at the green and plays it from there. So that was pretty awesome. Everyone <laughs> laughed. He's our people's champion. Yes, truly, he is. That's he how is. exactly how I would play that. Yes. Yeah, um, we saw Spieth shot like a sixty-three that day, so we saw some nice, nice play from Jordan Spieth. But most of That's the best cool. golfers in the world were in Saudi Arabia. So mm-hmm. Spieth and Cantley and Berger and some other guys were there. So uh, yeah, and then we played golf yesterday again on Sunday, and then I flew home. So lots of beers then. How'd you play? How'd you play golf? Did you do good? Uh, pretty much exactly how I golf every time, which is about like a one twenty. Is that okay. good? It's not that bad, honestly. Uh, I think I shot a one. I was very consistent yesterday. 63 on the front nine, 63 on the back nine, 126. Boy. Exactly boy. a seven average. So basically, as you would imagine, I basically hit eights and nines, and then once every eight holes, I have a par or something, and it's just mm-hmm. totally lucky, but it was a good time. Are your pars usually marred by like one just phenomenal shot that came out of fucking nowhere? I'd say surprisingly my pars or like my best holes were like consistent three or four shot hits where mm. I, I'd say every other hole I have a pretty good shot, 
but it's hard for me to follow it up with two more. So, mm. and by the way, I used to think that I could like handle putting. I was so bad at putting. Like, Dude, putting that was honestly hard. the worst part of my game. You'd think that'd I imagine be something. those greens were really fast. Oh my god! The first place we went, I was just lasering them. Boom! Like, <laughs> I would get to the green in two, but I would just go back and forth, back and forth. Because yeah. I'm also horrible at chipping. If I'm, if yeah. I'm nearby. <laughs> Um, and then the second time we played, I was worried about that and I was leaving everything short. So Ugh, I, those greens weren't as fast. So anyway, we got a lot to work on, but I had a good time. It's a, I mean, golf and leader buddies, there's not many better beers. I mean, I saw you sent some snaps of drinks in a golf cart. Mm-hmm. Those golf cart drinks, man, they're, mm-hmm. there's something else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of, so I also went golfing yesterday and we also played Wolf. Oh. I won. Nice. Sweet. Against uh, Faye and his older brother. Oh, sweet. Shots Matt Faye. He's a Shots. listener. Uh, very first hole. Uh, I kind of have a miraculous... I started par, 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 which was incredible. I absolutely blew up on the back nine. Just complete implosion, <laughs> which is just, you know, par for the course for me. Yeah. Um, but very first hole, um, Faye knocks down like a 70-foot putt. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I have to caveat. Oh. To save for double bogey. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's and then, three holes later, five putts on a green that is not that fast. Ooh, he sounds like a good time. It was volatile uh, golfer. And as you would imagine, Faye gets angry when he misses. <laughs> he missed like three straight two and a half foot putts. <laughs> And I was had to just like turn my back to him because I was laughing so hard. Uh, any broken clubs or thrown clubs? Uh, I thought that the putter would go in the water on that one. I'm not gonna lie. Here comes the putter throw. Yep. Uh, man, I would like to see that. Shots mm-hmm. Faye Baller, indeed. Shots Faye Baller. Okay. Anything else for beers? No, nope, that's it for me, Noel. Okay. Uh, coin. It is Super Bowl week. Mm. Which is kind of sad. What a wondrous week. Well, I mean, yeah, it's very exciting, but kind of sad to think football is pretty much over. That's true. All we That's have true. is a freaking Rams-Bengals game left. Then we have to be like productive members of society on Sundays. That's kind of lame. Yeah. Eh, I don't know that we have to. Okay, I we can fine. Just, I won't. Until, until it gets warm, we can just yeah. hang out. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so first, I'd say before we do our picks, you want to do our segment here? Or what order yeah. are you thinking? Okay. That's, what, that's what I was thinking, too. All right, so Coin's idea here um, was that one of these two teams, Cincinnati Bengals or the LA Rams, are going to win the Super Bowl, and they're going to host a parade afterwards. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd each take one of these teams and plan the parade for them. Hell yeah. Um, not a lot of criteria given after that. Nope. Uh, just some suggestions. Um, would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first? Mm, I'll let you take it, Noel. Okay. I will be taking the Los Angeles Rams, and I will be telling you how I would plan their parade. And this is mm-hmm. very realistic, so please take everything very seriously. Um, Correct. I mean every word. Parade is going to start at SoFi Stadium, where the Super Bowl is being held, and is okay. their home stadium. In Inglewood, uh, they're going to head north, northwest, for seven miles and get to the L.A. Coliseum, which is where they play their games for about five years, or three years, leading up to their new $5 billion stadium. So for that seven-mile stretch, some special guests we're going to have. Jared Goff, 
Um, he gets to stand off to the side and give high fives to the guys as they come by, but he does not get mm-hmm. to touch the trophy. Right. Right. So Do not touch it. And he's gonna Don't be get your s- tiny little hands, Goff. Don't get those near this trophy. He's going to be smiling, but he'll be fighting back tears. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Todd Gurley will be uh, pushed in a wheelchair by Jeff Fisher along the parade Smart. route. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fisher, actually, I didn't realize he was the coach the first year they were in L.A. It seems like mm-hmm. he was a coach a lot longer ago to me. Um, and then McVeigh took over after that. And Gurley's knees just blew up after three years of MVP caliber play. Todd Gurley is basically Kyle in that episode of South Park when he tries to become black and tall. <laughs> I don't remember testicles. that one. He has the testicles as his kneecaps, and they explode when he tries to dunk in their last game. This is in South Park? How do yes. I miss this one? I don't know. <laughs> I have to watch that one. <laughs> um, and then, all right, so after that seven-mile stretch, they are then going to turn east and drive for 1,830 miles to St. Louis. Oh! Yeah. Shout out to Plot Louis. twist. So, obviously, the Rams were in St. Louis for about 20 years. So, once they get to St. Louis, this is all a parade. So, they're going to mm-hmm. they're gonna mm-hmm. go nonstop. No sleep. Um, special guest Steven Jackson will be there. And he will be sitting on one of those, like, throne chairs that four guys, like, put on their shoulders and walk them around. Sick. The yeah. four guys holding up Steven Jackson, my guy. Because Steven, he never got the, the ring like some of these other guys. So, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and Tori Holt will be the four guys holding up Steven Jackson. They all got their ring, but they're still a big part of the Rams uh, family. Would you still call those guys pallbearers, or is that strictly for caskets? I believe it would be Steven Bearers is what you would call it. His name's not Paul, so like, I don't I give it a 5.7. Wow, that's way higher than I expected. I actually don't know. I don't know what they're called. I wrote down... Carried by Warner, Falk, Bruce Holt on throne thing. So okay, that's pretty that's, close. That's techni- yeah, the technical right. term. Uh, musical guest, mm. Nelly, will of course ah. be being performing in St. Louis. And he will be repping an Earl Meggett Mean Machine jersey. Hell yes. Duh. Um, next, as if that wasn't long enough, they are going to turn west and head back 1,820 miles to Anaheim. Because this is actually where... They played their games from 1980 to 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get to Anaheim Stadium, which is the current home of the Angels, but this is where they played their games for 15 years, uh, they will hang a banner to retire Eric Dickerson's number in the stadium, and it will simply read, Flip 9-2. Mm. Eric mm. Dickerson, potentially the greatest Flip 9-2 of all time. You could say that. But maybe not better than T. Noll, who had one touchdown at Carroll College. Are you looking something up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will drive northwest after that for 2,345 miles to get to, you guessed it, Cleveland, Ohio, uh... where the Rams originated in 1936, the Cleveland Rams. Uh, when they're there, they will honor the 1945 NFL champions, who, mm-hmm. of course, we all know were led by the star quarterback Bob Waterfield. Uh, yes. The Cleveland Rams won that game 15-14 to 14 in negative 8-degree weather. The championship that was, they beat, can you guess, which team they beat? Is it the Rams? No, they were the Rams, the Cleveland Rams. Oh, the Cleveland Rams, who did they beat? Was it the um, 
Bengals. It was the Washington Redskins, uh, led by Coach Dudley DeGroote. Uh, that's a sick I name. I did not make that name up. Uh, and lastly, on that last stop in Cleveland, um, they will have musical guest Nine Inch Nails, Cleveland native. Fuck yeah. So all in all, this parade, you got to assume, is moving roughly three miles per hour. This parade will go nonstop. It will take about 80 days to complete, and it will end on NFL Draft Day. So there will be no lag time between the season and the draft. Around the U.S. in 80 days, huh? Oh, wow. That's so great. Yes. What do you think about that? Uh, so that's what the Rams that's, are going to do sick. for the parade. Yeah, you can't just stay in L.A. L.A. is a melting pot anyway, so... I really like how, how geographically oriented you went, Noel. You took mm-hmm. us in a different direction me, than me, and I really appreciate that, honestly. I think uh, I wanted to because, you know, you mentioned naming, like, fans or celebrities that would show up and stuff. Like, L.A., there's just too fucking many. So I had to go, I had to go a different direction. So. Mm-hmm. And you are wearing okay. two St. Louis items on your I body. Am. I am, in fact, wearing two St. Louis Did items. Did they play at the same stadium? I think they did briefly. The, the Rams the Car- Cardinals? Yeah. Did they play at Bush? I don't I th- think so. I thought they did. Maybe. Maybe. I'll Google it because that's all I have to say. Do you have any thoughts and then you can go into the Bengals parade? No thoughts, but I, ju- I really, um, I guess I'm going to say no thoughts and then have thoughts. But So <laughs> short, sh- quick thoughts is okay. that I really like that you're incorporating all these uh, old players. And especially that you're doing ones who, you know, paved the way in a sense that uh, they were the bodies necessary to get them to where they are. Right. And it's bookended by Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, and Torrey Holt, obviously, who, who made, the, made the climb. Of course. Yeah, you got to have, you got to honor the guys that never got that ring, but also rope in the, the legends who did. The so. champions, yes, of course. Um, I can confirm that the St. Louis Rams played at Bush for their first six seasons. Oh, I did not know that. That's fun. Uh, wait. Oh, yeah. I think so. Maybe I'm reading that wrong, but I'm not sure how old Bush Stadium actually is. It might not be that old. Bush Memorial Stadium operated from 1966 to 2005. It's not Bush anymore. Is it just now called something else or something? Wait, no, that was Bush Memorial Stadium. Wait, Bush Stadium Two. I don't really know. Is there now Bush Stadium (laughs) Three? Oh my god, that'd be cool. Yeah, Bush three. Okay, let's just let's move on. Okay, Bengals. Um, Bengals parade, Noel. If this amazing underdog story reaches its beautiful conclusion, the Bengals parade will kick off with a ceremonial torch, played by Andy Dalton, (laughs) being carried down the street and held over the head of Albert Icky Woods. As he icky shuffles down the street. Wow. Yeah. First float. So mine is a series of floats instead yeah. of. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, first float, smoke, smoke rolls out slowly. It's dark. A chair slides in from the right hand side. It's Chris Collinsworth biting his lip so damn hard it's almost bleeding, and he lets out a massive. Now, here's a team. And then he stands up and he yells, that just won the Super Bowl. And then the crowd just goes like fucking nuts. And then it starts like pulling forward a little bit. Collinsworth gets up from his seat and he walks to a big platform on the back of this float. And young boy, never broke again, 
breaks out in Right Foot Creep, which is, I guess, the unofficial gritty dance song. I feel uh, very white saying this out loud. I've never um, heard any of those words before. Yeah. Uh, young Boy Never Broke Again. Fun fact, as I told you before, is 22 years old. This man has seven children. Seven. That's just remarkable. <laughs> Incredible. It's potent. Potent young man. Are they all singular, or did he have some twins and triplets in there? Did we, do we know? That's a great question. Okay. I'm not sure. We'll find out for next pod. Mm-hmm. And then Collinsworth, Young Boy, and Jamar Chase all hit the gritty on stage as Right Foot Creep is all uh, is playing. That's so sick. Yeah. Float pulls forward even more. In comes Float 2. Noted. Huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. George Clooney gets up on the front of this float and he announces how he's the one who helped ownership and the organization get to where they are, but said, it's going to need a team. And then he announces all the players as in an Ocean's Eleven style entrance. Mm -hmm. He's like, leader and cool under pressure, Joe Burrow. And then they like play a clip of him doing stuff. And then it's like the twins, do it all guys. It's T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Uh, surveillance guy, which is like defense to be Chadobia Wuzier and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. He does like the rest of the starters. It's sure. pretty sick. That is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Pulls away. Float three. TJ Hoshimazo oh, yes. and Chad Johnson sitting in a hot tub. They're just spraying the crowd with super soakers filled with skyline chili. <laughs> Wait, I have a really important question. Is yes. the hot tub filled with chili, or are they are they have buckets on the side that they're they're taken out of? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It's up to their decision. Of the, it's 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 like a creative control thing where Hushmanzada very much does not want the chili in the hot tub, and Chad Johnson is like begging for it. Right. Chad. So at the end, to. it ends up being like a mix of. I will say at the start, it probably is mostly water, but towards the end, it's like 65% chili. Okay. Chad keeps accidentally dumping his bucket yeah, oops, into oops. the... Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> um, and the final, fourth and final float is a 500-foot-tall balloon of Harambe smiling down on the city of Cincinnati, knowing that he died for this. <laughs> oh, man, it warms my heart. Yep. King Kong himself. Uh, this parade is going to start at the Cincy Art Museum, go right down Interstate 52 along the Ohio River, uh, circle the stadium, and then drop everyone off at Kitty's Sports Grill mm. to get absolutely housed mm-hmm. because a local bar like that deserves to have the best night in their history after the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl. That's very true. Shouts to Kitty and her, mm-hmm. and her uh, regulars. Yes. Shouts, Kitty Regulars. 500 feet tall. Like, I'm trying to figure out the, like, the scale of that. That's a very big balloon. What's, like, a typical big balloon at Macy's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Any idea? Mm, it's got to be, like... I would guess, like... 50? Do you think it's 50? I don't know. I was just guesstimating how big they were going to be. 500 does seem like a lot. <laughs> I think it's, like, really big. It's, like... What's the top? Okay, so the tallest building in America is yeah. like 1,200 feet, probably. Yeah, half that. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. That's like three gorillas. Normal. <laughs> uh, three above Let's average see. gorillas, I'd say. How big are. <laughs> I also have to look up 
What can you name that rapper, the gritty dancer? I've never heard his name, and why is it so long? <laughs> young boy NBA. Young, young boy. boy never broke again, but it's NBA. Oh, NBA kids. Uh, I see that. Um, yeah, they're like fifty feet tall, so <laughs> ten maybe times. Like, maybe well, like a hundred. <laughs> maybe like a hundred. No, Let's I think five hundred is correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he has. You're right. He has seven kids. He is currently on pretrial house arrest in Utah. Right. Wouldn't uh, have guessed he lived in Utah. His did you you didn't even look up the names and read them to me. I'm really disappointed. No, I, I was letting you get I was gonna <laughs> let you do it on your own. Please me, read them. I will, but is that that was a fantastic parade. Was there anything else? Nope, there's nothing okay. else. Okay. So uh let's see. Kentrell Jr. is the youngest child who was born yep. in January, who he had with Floyd Mayweather's daughter. Oh, that's right. Uh <laughs> And she was arrested for allegedly stabbing the mother of one of his other children. Yep. That sounds uh, right. Another child he has is named Cody Capri, who he <laughs> had with an actress. Uh, then there's one named Armani, who's the only mm -hmm. child whose name doesn't begin with a K. Okay. Uh, Casey. Taylin. Wait, so they've already proven that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm starting to think that there's no twins. Uh, there's a ta no, the Talon so. is a one night stand baby, so that's good. Kamiri, uh, mm. <laughs> Kamiri is young boy's son with a woman named Star Dejeuner. <laughs> I wonder what she does. <laughs> oh, then he had Caden. Oh, okay. but he, oh, with Mother Nisha. I think he had a couple with Nisha. Okay, so. that's good. Okay, that's uh oh it is it's NBA Young Boys is what they're saying here, not Young mm -hmm. Boy NBA. Mm, that's fine. Okay, okay, there you go. I'm really happy to learn about him, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody feels enlightened about uh, NBA Young Boys life. He's produced eight great things, seven beautiful children, and the gritty. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, great uh, parades. I guess we'll have to see which one will actually happen. A feeling at least forty percent of our parades happen in real life, so yeah, without a doubt, there's a good chance. Have you ever been to a championship parade of any kind? No, none of my teams have ever. I was, actually the Cardinals have, but I didn't go. I was in San Francisco when the Warriors did a couple parades, and people got pissed off because they did them in San Francisco, despite the team actually playing in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not a good look. Mm -hmm. But now they now they play in San Francisco. All right, let's move on, shall we, Coin? Ooh, moving on. To the last, the final episode of The Bookie Show. The Bookie Show. I've got some statistics for you, Coin. Oh, yes. Going back to the championship round, you were 3-2. and two. Nice, yep. You had a nice week. You finished the year 42-48. and 48. Doesn't sound great, but you made $113. Let's go. Now, I've also tallied... Well, I'll go to me first. I was 0-4 in round two. I, for somehow reason, only made four bets, but I'm, I made them $25 each, so it was fair. 39-54-3. That sounds mm -hmm. really bad. And I lost $208. <laughs> now, I also tallied our season-long prop bets. Uh, I made some assumptions. I made the assumption that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson did not win MVP. That said, Coin, do you want to guess? You made nine prop bets on the pod. Do you want to guess what your record was? 
Three and six. Almost. Two and seven. Fuck. Uh, you, the ones that you won, Stafford over on yards. He was over nice. by a lot. And the Bills winning the AFC East, which looked a little sketchy for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You lost $44. So, on the year, on $1,900 wagered, you have made $69. $69? Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Coin, I made eight prop bets before the season. Do you want to guess what my record was? Five and three. One and seven. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> granted, some of these were like long odds, like Terry McLaurin lead the league in receiving and shit, but... Mind you, the only one that I won was DeAndre Hopkins over on touchdowns, which he got in his last game that he played for the season. So I lost seventy-six more dollars on those. So I'm at minus two eighty-three on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not good, but in double jeopardy, I'm gonna bloom. Okay. So we've decided that we are going to be given one thousand fake dollars Ooh. to bet on Super Bowl props. Yes. We've got like. 35 props for you here just yeah give or take. we're gonna run through these bad boys. we're gonna run through them and take we're just notes on go. these if you want to bring these to your super yeah, bowl parties take It'll notes um with that i will let you start and we'll just alternate and we'll just go through our pro- and we'll tell how much we're betting on each and what the odds are i wish i would have put these in some kind of order that made sense it's not in okay. any way shape or form would you like to start like game ones or something like that i'm kind of got them ordered uh majority game ones first and then more proppy ones later but there's some okay. exceptions in there so yeah okay can i I'll save the funnest ones for last in some respect yeah i'll try to do that but i i will say my first bet is going to be the first thing that happens before the game which is the coin toss then i'll go ahead and start with that as well by the way should we sue them for for taking our trademark name, the coin toss. It seems like they just kind of ripped that off the rookie show, but yeah. Do we have a commercial for the rookie show playing during the Super Bowl? Yeah, it'll be airing uh, uh, between between shots of Eminem and Dr. Dre. You'll see a little rookie show graphics just flip on your screen. Okay, right. Okay. So the yeah. coin toss. I will be bet. Well, do you have any coin toss bets? I'll let you go first. I do. Okay. What are you betting? Just to be in opposition of you, Noel, I will be taking coin toss heads. Good, 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 good. Minus 105. I'll be putting 3150 on that. Okay. Out of 1,000. Yep. You guessed it. I'll be taking tails, and I will be betting $105 on tails. Let's go. Hell yes. What's next? All right. What's next? Um, I will do Super Bowl MVP next. Okay. Sure. We can do that. I only have one bet here. Me too. Joe Mixon. Oh. Plus 4500 Okay. I'll put $20 on that. Okay. Any thoughts on how that happens? Yeah, I just think that um, maybe there's a world where Burrow is just getting rushed all day and they're just coming super hard and there's all these draws and screens and just dump offs to Mixon and he ends up with, you know, like 200 all-purpose yards and two or three touchdowns and that's what wins him the MVP. There's if, certainly, if the Bengals win. certainly a world where that happens. Mm-hmm. He could have mm-hmm. nine catches or something like that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. I just decided, I went, I decided to go long shot. I'm going to go Leonard Floyd MVP. Oh. 150 to one. 
I will be putting $10 on it. My reasoning is everyone knows the the mismatch that to watch for is this Rams D-line versus the Bengals O-line. Um, during this season, so this is my minor research I did, Leonard Floyd had more tackles and the same amount of sacks as Von Miller this year. I know Von Miller missed a couple games because he switched from the Broncos to the Rams, but they were pretty much equally effective. Meanwhile, Von Miller's 35 to 1, and Leonard Floyd is 150 to 1. So I'm going to take a little mm-hmm. more. And then Aaron Donald's 10 to 1, which isn't a horrible bet, I don't think. Um, I, there's definitely no. a world where Stafford is underwhelming. I mean, I, he, yeah. he should be the favorite for MVP, but there's a world where it's kind of low scoring. There's a strip sack for a return for a touchdown. So we've seen yeah. it before with like that Seahawks guy that won it and stuff. So I'm just taking a flyer. Make, make a nice 1500 bucks on a $10 bet. I like it. Yeah, it's a good bet. Um, let's see. I'm gonna do one with like a double outcome. As am I. So I'm gonna take a receiver. Oh, okay, different. Yeah. Which is score anytime, and L.A. Rams to win. Mm. That is Van Jefferson, oh. who I've always liked. I like Van Jefferson. I think it, uh, it just gets kind of weird. Or Van Jefferson to have 120 plus yards. And uh, Rams to win is plus twelve hundred. I'm gonna put fifteen bucks on both of those. Okay. Should be noted that Van Jefferson has not scored since December thirteenth, <laughs> but I like him. He's due. <laughs> He's due. He All large numbers. That's right. I love it. The double results for ones like that are good because it's like especially you. You got to think if a guy like Van Jefferson scoring, like that means the Rams are clicking and they might be yeah, winning. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. I'll do a double result for you too. Which is going to, so you're obviously, you've already got a bet on the Rams winning, so we may be aligned with our prediction for the result. I'm going to go Rams lead at half and Rams win the game. Mm. That is plus 115. I'll um, be betting $174 on it. Um, here's my <laughs> other uh, half-assed research. This is these are stats that like they're gonna show a million times and everyone's heard before. McVeigh with a halftime lead in his career is forty eight and one. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's pretty good. McVeigh when trailing at half in his career, I think I had to do some math here. I couldn't find the exact number. Thirteen and twenty eight. So not great. So odds are, if you think the Rams are gonna win, they're probably gonna be leading at halftime. If the Rams are leading at halftime, they're definitely gonna win. So. Mm-hmm. It's it's like what are the Rams like minus one sixty or something for the game? I, I don't I don't know what the money yeah, line is. Yeah, something like that sounds about right. I feel like if they're gonna win this game, they're probably winning at half. So you're just kind of getting over the over even odds for them to win the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that bet. I have a bet that goes with that now though. Oh, that said, might as well take them to lead after every single quarter in the game. Which is Ooh. plus one eighty five. I'm gonna put fifty five dollars on that as well. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. Okay. I'll give you one that ties into that. Then mm-hmm. it's actually gonna be t- three bets. Ooh, good. Um, so it will be first fair catch is gonna be the Rams at minus one fifteen. I think that it's possible that the the Bengals get like one first down and then punt it out. Um, cup fair catch right at like the 15, 20 yard line. So I'm putting 57.50 on that. Okay. At minus 115. First fair catch, okay. And that leads to time remaining on the clock after the first score. I will oh. be betting on both. 
three minutes to three, 329 and 330 to 359. So I've got the whole three minute block right there. I just think it's a long methodical Rams drive. Okay. Um, so three to three twenty nine is plus forty five hundred, and three thirty to three fifty nine is plus thirty three hundred. I'm putting fifteen bucks on each of those as well. Love it. These very spe- oddly specific bets are very yeah. fun to do and very fun yeah. to root for. Like early on the game, extremely. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, how can I tie this in? All right. Well, while we're talking about early in the game, I will go with one that I believe I've bet the past couple of years. Maybe we both have. Uh, the first quarter under. Mm. Under 9.5 total points in the first quarter. It is like minus that. 120. Um, I can't remember if the last year or two have followed this trend, but I know that over the past 10 years or 8 years or whatever it is, the teams that start the Super Bowl, it, I always, the offenses always start slow. Very slow. Always. Yeah, there's very like, slow. And I remember like there's some weird stat where Tom Brady has never scored a touchdown in the first quarter or something like yep. that, right? So mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of emotions, offenses. It's easier for defenses to rally to the ball. Offenses are a little jittery. So um, just have to stay under a touchdown and a field goal. So I will be betting $120 on that. Ooh. I'm into it. That's okay. a good bet, Noel. Okay. All right. Next, I shall go to... Let me see. What are my game props still remaining? I'm going to go with one that's probably not as fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow under 273 and a half passing yards, and that's minus 105. I just don't think this is going to be that high, score of a fair, uh, high scoring of an affair. And I think that that Rams D-line is going to get to him a lot. 273 seems like a lot. Like, what was his... I don't know what his season average is. I know probably of late his average is a lot higher because he had that like stretch where he threw for 900 in two games but yeah i would have expected his over under to be closer to 250 but so I, yeah i think you're right it's also it also just doesn't seem like a high number i i think the only way that you get in trouble there is if like the rams i think have had a couple playoff games where they got up huge and then it's like prevent defense and he's just chucking mm-hmm. but if i don't really see that happening either no. I think the Rams stay in control. Uh, well, I'll get to kind of my like exact game prediction in a minute. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again, I, I'm pretty on board with you there. All right. I will go. First touchdown score, heart pick, Odell Beckham Jr., mm. plus 750. Um, the Rams, I think since he's been there, have showed – a commitment to get him the ball early and often to keep him happy. And he's got plays scripted for him. Whereas as you get later in the game, it's just Cooper cup, get open. Let's, let's check you the rock. So, um, and he scored a ton of touchdowns with the Rams. So the odds of him scoring this game are pretty high. I think he, I think he's like plus plus one ten to score, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, plus seven fifty for him. First touchdown. I'm going to put $27 on that. Hmm. I like it. And I will actually go ahead and tie into your Odell Beckham bet. Please do. With one that I made with him in mind, how many players will have a passing attempt in this game over two and a half plus 110? I will be putting $100 on that. And wow. that is, and that is uh, because I think Odell Beckham throws a pass in this game. Uh, I didn't see that one, and that's one that I love, and I will certainly undoubtedly be betting on it. Um, yeah, 
Over two and a half is plus 110. Plus 110. I'll take it. The plus odds? Come yeah. on. Somebody else is throwing it. Come pass. on. Come on. Come on. Who else? I'm trying to think of who else is. Cups thrown passes this year too. Yeah, they will. They will. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Here's one that I hope you saw and bet as well. I think we might have bet it last year too. I will be betting for a doink. Oh fuck! I didn't see this one. I would love it. A doink is plus three thirty, which I think the odds are really bad. Like, there's what a doink every Those are bad odds. ten games. Those don't are bad care. Odds. Don't care. Just think of how excited we're gonna be if we had a doink. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I will be betting $46 on a doink at plus 330. Hell yes. I love that. I want part of that. Okay. You may. Um, well, I may as well go for a kicking. Uh, um, Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. Kicking uh, prop as well. Mm -hmm. I will be betting missed point after touchdown. No. At minus 310. I'm going to bet $155 on that. Okay. Uh, so... Both of these teams, season-long extra point percentages, I think that the Rams were about 98%. The Bengals were like 92%. So the chances of one of them missing a field goal was like 94.5% or something like that. So 5.5% chance that they miss, Okay. essentially. Yeah. Um, both of these teams are also 100% on extra points in the playoffs. I just don't think it's very likely. It doesn't happen often. Okay. You like, I mean, McPherson, that dude's money is shit. Money. Matt money. Gay, I'm not sure. He fucking, didn't he short one from like 49 yards? Granted, it's not an extra point, but he's been suspect, like but extra, extra points, he's been reliable. So, okay. Uh, I'll go, I got a couple more game-related ones. Um, I should have probably rolled this in with the Odell talk, but... Player prop, Jamar Chase. I'm going to go over 85 okay. and a half yards. Um, mm. I just think, so this is, this is there's two parts to this bet. I think Jalen Ramsey's overrated. Mm. I just do. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it's just I, the plays that stick out in my head are like when Mike Evans burned him, you know, for Tom Brady's last touchdown. And some of these plays, he's just, I just think he's more bark than bite. Um, I think Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, I don't think there's anybody that can stop him. I don't know if Ramsey's going to just shadow him the whole time. But um, they're going to chuck Jamar Chase the, the rock a lot. Especially He's if getting targets down. no matter what. So yeah. 85 yards I think is very doable. There's some alternate lines. like You can get him over 100 for like plus 120 or something like that. But I'm going to stick mm. with over 85. Okay. Uh, I don't hate that either. I do think Ramsey is really good though, just for the record. Okay. Maybe we should make a bet. Do you think he's going to hold Jamar to less than 85 yards? Kind of. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll just bet the each T. other. The T. Higgins game. The T. I love T. Higgins. I liked T. Higgins a lot last year before they even got mm-hmm. chased. Same. Um, I'm betting 110 on that at minus one. Ooh. Yeah. Big bets. Yeah. All right. Um, I have a couple national anthem bets that I missed. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll be doing national anthem Player shown first, Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford. I'll be taking Joe Burrow at minus 110. That's $44 on that. I like them showing the away team first. I was trying to figure out what I was feeling for that. Um, I want to say that was one of the bets I won last year. I picked like Andy Reid over Bruce Arians or something like Mm -hmm. that. So that's a good one too. Um, I was... For some reason, I'd convinced myself that Burrow's going to be being shown like on the at the end when it's like home of the brave, but 
I, you know, you know, it feels more Staffordy to me. Okay, I feel like you want to show the young, the, the pretty team, guy. Yeah. I mean, he's like the prettier, the more exciting, flashy. Is he prettier? Team first. I don't know if he's pretty. Are they? They're both. Neither of them are very good looking dudes. I don't think. You don't think Joe Burrow's? Joe Burrow's no. kind of handsome. No. Okay. I don't think okay. so. Okay. Well, okay. you just got done telling me that Stafford's the pretty one. Hmm. Didn't you just say Stafford's the pretty one? No. Yeah, you did. Rewind when? the tape just now. You said no, they're going to show Stafford at the end. He's the prettier one. No, I think that they want to start with the prettier one. Oh, okay. I guess I missed... We'll, we'll yeah. rewind the tape. I guess we'll let okay. the listeners decide. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> how many do you have left? Let me just see how close we are here. Uh, I think you right. have a lot more. Oh, I, I have another National Anthem yeah, one. And then do. I have, will any scoring drive take less time than it takes to sing the National Anthem? Anthem That is minus 240. I'm going to put $120 on that. So you're saying there will be a scoring drive that takes less time than the National Anthem? National Anthem traditionally takes between like 210 and 220, I think, right? I think there are years that it's under two minutes for sure. Um, okay. But it depends on who's singing it. Okay. I think the over-under yes. is under two minutes this year, but I don't even know. Ooh. I don't even know the name of the... Is it guy or girl that's singing it? I don't even know. I think it's a guy. Okay. Didn't know who they were. You can bet on their mm-hmm. outfit color, too. Mm-hmm. How many do you have left? Seven. Okay, go one more, and then I'll go. Okay, I'll be doing my. L- I've actually I'll just do two more. I have two more game ones, and then I'm all into my right. other ones. I have five left. Oh. Okay, perfect. I have uh, roughing the passer. Yes, it's plus one hundred five, and I'll be betting fifteen dollars on that. Small bet. I like that because be- this year it would be fitting after the yeah, year we exactly yeah. that's why it was a small bet too because i don't want it to happen it just feels like it would yeah and then it'll be a discussion point yeah yep and then uh total sacks over four and a half oh. minus 230 i'm gonna put 46 bucks on that. <sighs> minus 230 okay oh that was the one you were talking about mm-hmm. i probably i don't love that yeah it's a lot of this was like incredible at avoiding the sacks somehow last week although this d-line's even better so Mm-hmm. Um. All right, my kind of last game one. I'm gonna take the Bengals over ten and a half points in the second half. Oh. At minus one ten. This, this is, is an assumption that they'll be down. It is. So here's how I envision this game going. Rams lead by ten ish at half, and end up winning by six ish. That's kind of okay. that's kind of my prediction. So I think the Bengals, uh, I mean, shit, they just need to score a couple touchdowns. Uh, True. So this is my heftiest bet at $220. Ooh. Betting the Bengals. I don't hate this bet. I actually quite, I like this one okay. quite a bit. Okay. I think I'd be into this. Sweet. I don't know if I'm going to put $220 on it, but. You have to, or you can't join me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's minus 110? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm into my props now, or like my non-game props. And yeah. You as well. Yeah, I've got three non-game props, and then my last bet is betting the exact score of the game. Oh God, I love that. Um, I will do. How many commercials will feature a dog? I'll be doing under six point five at minus one twenty. I'll put forty eight bucks on that. Oh, my next bet. Under six and a half commercials with a dog. I was betting $60 on it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I love that. 
gotta love when a plan comes in. Like I tried like to do some research there. I found an article, but the, I think the article was from 2019. So apparently this is mm-hmm. like a common bet. But the article from 2019 said that the previous three years, there were 21 dog commercials. So exactly average of seven. So we're like... Ooh. We're right there, but God, it seems like, like a the, lot. People are maybe maybe people are cooling on dogs. I don't know. <laughs> dogs are not in right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. I have three halftime show bets. Let me just no- yeah. knock these out. Oh God, I'm okay. I'd be interested to see if we have the same. I have one. So. All right. I have first Eminem song. Okay. Any other song? Oh. Okay. Besides, it's like. Um, Lose yourself. Lose yourself without me. Without me, um, my name is Stan. Yeah, my name is Stan. Yeah, there's no way they open with Stan, right? That'd be crazy. I don't know. I mean, is there a Stan song you have a in mind? Stan is a great song. Yes, I would. I really hope that it's uh, "Ass Like That." <laughs> it won't be. I hope it's "Fact." Fact. Fact. Um, I. <laughs> The thing with Stan is, like, if they rope it into, like, being a fan, like, I don't, maybe. Mm, that's and, a like, good point. early in the song, it's not, like, all, like, it gets really fucked up, but the first yeah, verse or two. That's is true. That that's but true. I don't see it being Stan either. Um, I could, I mean, it's just so easy to envision the whole halftime show starting out with Lose Yourself, but that's probably just the, the too obvious. What like, if they make Eminem perform last and then he br- starts out with Encore? Well, all right. So that's a really good point. And that, let me just give my bet now. Because Eminem to, an Eminem song to be the first song performed is seven to one. It is literally the highest odds of any of the artists performing. So that makes me nervous. Like, all right. So I guess because he's the encore or whatever. But seven to one? Like, how are we, like, he's kind of the headliner when they showed the, I guess it's Dr. Dre or whatever, but when they showed that like promo video, he You've was also the one got that started three it. Three LA-based artists performing that are right. probably going to start out. But don't they want? Why does it have to start out? Why doesn't it start with Eminem and then boom? Here's your LA guy. Boom. Here's your. That's LA true. Guy. I just That's think true. the value there when, and especially when, like I said, like just starting the halftime show with the and then like going into lose yourself and then building from there is the most obvious choice maybe that's why you shouldn't bet it but mm. i will be anyway i'll be putting 29 dollars have a day two nine on eminem song performed first plus seven okay i'm into it keep going with yours how many per songs performed in total i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the over here over 10 and a half at minus 120 putting 36 bucks on that it's just there's five of them it's a lot of people a lot of songs to get through. I eyeballed that one too. I, I'll probably bet on that. That's that's yeah. just like you, how do you how do you not how do you not play at least two songs? And this per seems artist? like a group that's like primed to do like a lot of mixing of songs. Like mm. that's what they're gonna do is like probably fifteen songs or something like right. that. Right. Yep. Um, and then one of my favorites here: Will the halftime show have professional onstage dancers? Yes, is minus five thousand. I'll bet five thousand on that one. Oh my god, that would be so funny if they don't. <laughs> so you're betting five thousand. <laughs> Wait, you don't have. I'm not actually betting that. I was one, like, but that bet is. We absurd. only have a thousand, but that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, that's my last of my halftime song or okay. uh, ones. 
Um, I, have two, my, I have two more bets. Yeah, me too. Second to last bet. Gatorade dump time. Ayo. I'm going to fall for the one that everyone always falls for and one that I always fall for. And I'm going to take blue because you There's just blue. think. Well, first of all, I'm picturing the Rams winning and... For some reason, everyone thinks that like the color of the team is going to be the color of the Gatorade, which really makes no sense at all. No. Um, and I actually don't think NF, like uh, sports teams drink blue Gatorade in the coolers all that often, even though it's the best color, like it's the best flavor. So I don't know why, but six to one, I just want it because I've just when I envision the Gatorade dump, I'm envisioning blue. So I've. No Fair. basis, and then I'm just throwing money away. I will be betting how much here? $34 on that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have all our bases covered because I will be betting both lime green and yellow Gatorade at plus 300 for $20, and I will be betting water slash clear at $20. I've been on the clear bandwagon for several years, and I can't remember if I've won or lost. I'm not sure. I think there was a yellow recently. Yeah, I think we've lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've won this bet. Yeah, I don't think we it might have been a purple in there. Maybe there was. Was there a yeah. grape? Maybe. I feel like the wasn't the Chiefs one purple. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I think probably bet I probably bet red last year. Pretty sure. Well, the Chiefs didn't win last year, so maybe that was why. True. All, All right. right. What's your last bet, Noel? My last bet. The exact score of the game. Oh, I love it. Um, so I told you how I think the game's gonna go. I think halftime score in the range of like seventeen to seven Rams. Um, I think it's a game that feels slow and feels low scoring. And then when we get to the end, we're like, that wasn't that low score of a game. So I'm going to go 30 to 24 Rams. Mm, And that is 95 to one. I'm going to bet $11 on that, which puts me to $1,001. I love that. Yeah. That's actually a score I don't hate at all. I do think it'll be closer to like 24... 16, 24, 17, something like that. But that's, that's okay. I like your, I like your logic. Okay. Basically, I just added a touchdown to each team. So, um, I will give my last bet is my favorite bet that I saw on the Bovada site, which is of course the Drake curse, uh, <laughs> which jersey will Drake be wearing when he gets? The, obviously, he's going to be going to LA. So you'd think I'll probably just wear the hometown jersey because he's a tool like that. But my research here is that Drake likes him young, and the Bengals are a younger team, so he will wear a Bengals jersey. My gut was, oh, like, who's, who's the hottest, most popular person involved? It's Joe yeah. Burrow. Mm-hmm. The counter, though, definitely boys with Odell. That's the tough part. That's a good point. That's the tough part. That's point. probably one of the reasons why the Rams are such heavy favorites. So I think he could go either way, honestly. And, mm-hmm. and more than likely, he's going to be seen wearing a jersey from both teams at some point during the week. So the, And I should note that the, the bets are voided if he's wearing a jersey of both teams. Okay, understood. Yeah, understood. Great. I'm really, I'm really excited now. I honestly, before today, I started looking these up. I wasn't all that excited about the Super Bowl, um, and now I am. So Super Bowl's fine, man. Just, I don't even know if I'm gonna bet on the outcome of the game. Um, probably gonna place a lot of prop bets, and then I'll have Super Bowl squares at the party we're going to, and then uh, probably do like like a prop sheet there for 20 bucks. And then we're going to have, uh, Graham's or Alina, Alina is making cream cheese Rangoon. Oh, I love cream cheese Rangoons. Mm-hmm. Cause they're making crab Rangoons, right? There's going to be crabs in. 
Yeah, well, cream cheese and crab. Same well, thing. the panda ones don't have crab in them, but yes. They don't? No. You sure? They're just cream cheese. <laughs> cream cheese and fried dough, basically. That sounds, it's also great. Very good, yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't crab, know what our plans are. There's one, uh, there's a friend here who we had talked about hosting a Super Bowl party. Uh, I have not talked to him recently. I don't know if that's happening. I mm-hmm. actually will be in Virginia uh, from Friday night till Sunday morning, and we're flying back, and we get here like a few hours before the Super Bowl. Oh, thank God. They're going to miss it. No, I made sure that we weren't going to miss it unless like flights get really crazy delayed. The, the game, I think we get land at like two. The game's at like five. On a scale uh, of one to ten, how mad would you be if... You missed the Super Bowl because the flights got delayed. Uh, if I missed the entire Super Bowl, I would be quite mad. I would be very mad, yes. <laughs> yeah. If I missed like okay. the first quarter or something, still pretty mad, but not not the worst. Fair. Um, I'm also thinking about getting like pretty pretty drunk. Oh, yeah. Pretty drunk, huh? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I don't think I've really... Well, last year we had people over here, I think. And I just had a few beers. I don't think, honestly, I don't, I can't remember a time I've ever really gotten that drunk at a Super Bowl party. Hard for me on Sundays for whatever reason. Yeah, it's tough. I just that's why Monday I guess, needs to be except holiday. for like softball weekend. But well, duh. <laughs> it's not softball Saturday. It's softball Sunday. Were you part of softball weekend? I, one year I watched the Super Bowl in the in the booth of Nelson Stadium. I forget what that was part of. It was like it sounds recru- familiar. It was a recruiting thing. Maybe they had yeah, recruits up there. I don't know how yeah. I got roped in. It was the giant. It was the second Giants Pat Super Bowl. I think I was there, and I remember you coming in, and I was like, "How did you get?" Because I think we were hosting a, a yeah a recruit or whatever a recruit. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Okay, well, we'll have to figure out what our. Uh, I don't. I think we probably go back to every other week or something after. Um, probably after this, but we won't have. Maybe we'll do Jersey tea bets or whatever. Are we but. taking off next Monday? Or are we doing next Monday? Um, I think we should do a post Super Bowl probably, and yeah, then uh, we'll take a week off, and then we'll come back and probably talk some NBA and. Ew. Just. Oh yeah, we'll have a lot of trades to get to at trade deadline this weekend too. That's true. It's a good point. We want to talk mm-hmm. Okay, that has been Come the on, Ben Simmons, l- come to the Blazers. <laughs> that has been the last episode of The Bookie Show. Oh, no, I have a Stumptown for you, Noel. The Bookie Show, I said. Oh, The Bookie Show. Come Sorry. on. Because now... The Bookie Show. Thank you. <laughs> now, what time is it now? It is 10.33. Oh, okay. So now it sounds like it is time for... That's right. Inspired by the shitty show with Kobe Smulders. Oh, that's right, everybody. It is time for another Stumptown. A very short edition because we did just talk quite a lot about a lot of props coming up. Yep. A lot of research went into this one. This is a simple one, Noel, and I tied it into the Super Bowl and prop bets in general. Two artists have performed thrice at the Super Bowl. Name one of them. Artists who have performed three times at the Super Bowl. Um, three times. Are they recently recent performers? One of them. There's a so it's one man, one woman. Yeah. 
Um, not related in any way, but yeah. um, and one, one of them is still performing. Yeah, doing lots of things, and then the other one is, I assume, not anymore. But there's three. I thought you said. Two of them have performed three times. Oh, there's only two. And I need two. I thought you said yeah. Oh, I see. Two have performed three times. A yep. man and a woman. Um I I don't know. I, I guess I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Beyonce. That is incorrect, Noel. Mm. I believe Beyonce has only performed the one time. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh do I get three guesses? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Oh, I do. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of like recent people, but old people. Madonna. Sorry, Noel. That is also incorrect. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that it is a man. And he's probably tied to one of the most famous Super Bowl halftime shows in history. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't guess that with my first guess. uh, Because that was the first name that came to mind. But I was pussyfooting around. Well, I get three guesses, right? It's true. So I would like to go with my gut pick that I strayed away from, which is Justin Timberlake. That is correct, Noel. Justin Timberlake is one of the two artists who has performed three times at the Super Bowl. Wow, that's crazy. And the other Mm -hmm. is, I don't have a guess. Gloria Estefan. (laughs) That's incredible. Would have never Mm -hmm. got there. That's a good statistic. Do you know the years of JT? Uh, let me see. Okay, please look it up. Because uh, when was, was our? Janet so Jackson. I know that our the the Janet Jackson Super Bowl was must have been two thousand two, right? I don't know why. It was I believe it was the year that we moved to Montana, and I couldn't watch that Super Bowl. Okay, fair enough. Okay, as a member of NSYNC, I'm also looking it up. Uh, no, two thousand four. It says so. Oh. And then well, twenty eighteen, he came back. Yep. Okay, JT, my guy. My absolute uh, guy. Wow. Well, you're about to make it real easy for the end of this pod, but uh, that's going to do it for another episode. You can follow us at Rookie Show Pood mm. on Instagram and Twitter. Where can they follow you, Coin? You can follow me at King Coin on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at The Cream Fillin on Twitter. You can follow me at C Travis Noll on Instagram. The C, of course, stands for. Uh, Cleveland. Ah, Cleveland, Travis, and all everybody yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's gonna play us out? Play us out, JT. JT. If you hadn't gotten there, I was looking forward to saying, "Oh, dang!" <laughs> <laughs> you can still say it. You just did. It was good. Oh, dang! What is it, now? <laughs> I forgot another day. Alrighty. All right. Thank you, everybody. Until next week, go Rams, I guess. Go I'm, Rams. The thing is, I'm kind of rooting for the Bengals, but yeah, that's right. same here. That's maybe why I won't. I know. I was uh, listening to Rasilla today, and every every bone in my body is like, "Yeah, the Rams are going to win," which is exactly how I felt about the Tennessee Bengals game. Do I just bet against myself? I mean, I pretty much felt that way about every. I think I bet against the Bengals every week mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So, and ev- kind of everyone thinks Rams are going to win, so it probably means they're not. I know what that I'm going to probably going to get tasty right around Super Bowl time. I'm going to end up betting the Rams and then having to root for the Rams, and they're going to lose, and I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> it's inevitable. Any Hoosiers. Any Hoosiers. Okay. See you later. See you, everybody.
Cause it's like I'm a mirror oh, My mirror's staring back at me